Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Stories of Asia podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the challenges millennials face. And I have with me here, Laura Cho, who is a career coach and leadership trainer for millennials. She helps driven and ambitious millennials find their life purpose and, and dream career. So today, we're going to hear Laura Cho's story and how she helps millennials today find their dream purpose, find their purpose, and their dream careers. She is an internationally uh, certified coach and a public speaker with over a decade of experience working in senior management roles in human resources. So Laura, glad to have you today and looking forward to have a great conversation. Thank you, Andrew, for the invitation. It's my pleasure to be here. Yeah, just, just uh, why, why don't we just uh, start off by you telling us a little bit about yourself, what, what you're currently doing, uh, as well as um, what you'd like to share um, in, in this episode with us. Oh, okay. Uh, hi, everyone. This is uh, Laura Cho. Uh, I'm originally from Myanmar. And thank you so much for Story of Asia podcast for inviting me to be one of the guests here to share uh, my knowledge. So I am a human resource professional. I have been in this career for uh, over 12 years. I feel so old whenever I say that. No, and, you're not. Um, no, you look young at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I have been working in Myanmar uh, throughout my career, but luckily that uh, last uh, three years ago, I got a chance to work in Hong Kong for my ace Company regional office. So hmm. I oversee uh, South Asia 12 country to uh, handle two extra functions. So I was hmm. in Hong Kong for two years. And after that, uh, when I decided to come back to my country, I, I joined Prudential Insurance. So currently I'm a head of HR in uh, Prudential, Myanmar. And, and uh, on, on the sideline, I, I am very passionate about uh, helping people to uh, get most out of life in their career. So what I did is I call myself as a career coach and mm. I started sharing about my career knowledge uh, last five years ago. And I set up a page on Facebook and I, I share about uh, uh, how to exit the interview, how to do well at the workplace and all those tips and trips. So I was, I, I am known as a career coach here also, not only in Myanmar, but also I have clients across uh, different countries. Nice. Well, I think it's fantastic that you managed to rise uh, to the regional level. But for most people who are probably listening um, for, like, uh, to someone from Myanmar for the first time, can you just help us to better appreciate what is it like working in Myanmar, um, what, what, what's the working conditions like, uh, especially in the corporate culture side of things? Are there like nice offices there, high-rise buildings? <laughs> I, I don't know, right? Because I've never been to Myanmar before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, first thing I want to share is people have a different perception about Myanmar through uh, social medias and news. But whoever come into Myanmar uh, always say that people are really nice. They are very helpful. They are very kind and, and, and places are very beautiful. That's what I want to share. So whoever listen, uh, li listening this uh, outside of Myanmar, I really want to welcome you to come and visit when uh, <laughs> the COVID yeah. or any situation is better. Yeah. Um, yes. So, um, corporate culture in Myanmar. Yes, it is because in Myanmar culture, we all treasure our family. So mm. even in corporate, right, we call ourselves like we are a family. Mm. Yeah, so it's a very family culture. 
Like yes, wherever I work in any corporate, we consider like our colleague as our brother and sister. Really? So wow. uh, the organization also support uh, their employee like their own families. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. then your manager is like your parent, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wouldn't say and then your so. manager's it manager depends. is your grandfather. <laughs> it depends who you work with. It depends who you work with. Yeah, okay. I'm lucky enough to work with all my bosses who are mm. very kind to me and uh and uh, take care of me like uh their little sister. Wow, okay. That's very but nice. I, 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 I rarely work with my local uh local boss. Mm. I always work with my um multinational uh the bosses from yeah. Europe, from singapore mm -hmm. yeah from us okay well it's so it's the culture in myanmar that uh people in uh in a in a corporate setting treat each other like family huh? yeah and yeah. okay that's nice so uh, you mentioned that you coach um millennials as well uh, can you mm -hmm. tell me a bit more about um, that like how long did you work in the corporate side of things before you went out to set up your own coaching business or, or did you do these things these two things at the same time i would call it as a side hustle mm. not a full blown business i will call as a side hustle my side project um yes i might uh, yeah before i answer that question i would like to give uh the nature in Myanmar, right so mm. i'm lucky enough to be born um in a family uh who, um who give uh, in a family that i was given a freedom that whatever i want to do but it's very rare in myanmar parents always involved in the children um choices especially mm. in education especially in korea so i study education and in my university but after i graduated i decided that this is not the career that i will i will do for the long run so i unknowingly i chose extra career and that's how i started my career but similar cases because of the education system because of the uh lack of opportunity here most of the people don't have that that liberty that i have to choose freely what they want to do or what they want to study i see so, so from my own experience, I really want to share that how I break through the barriers of the society that I neglected all the criticism that uh, uh, that I, I receive when I mm. give up my, my uh, teaching career because they thought that, oh, as being a woman, teaching career is the best option for you and you are silly enough to give up that career and you don't know what you want to do. So that time I struggled a lot. So from that experience, I'm now helping millennials and to overcome that challenge. Well, teaching career is good, but being in a HR, it's not a bad place either, right? You're, you're also yeah. nurturing and bringing up people, but that is kind of frowned upon in your culture, is it? Yes, like working yes. In a, okay. Like mm. the, so being a teacher, is it like the top job for a woman there in Myanmar? Uh, I would say so at my time when I graduated, but okay. not the case uh, these days. Okay, so yeah, tell me a bit more about those barriers and criticisms you faced. You know, what what are some of the most memorable ones that you really want people to know about, so that they mm -hmm. they won't face the same struggles. You know. They, okay. 
Um, till now, I'm seeing people who came to me, who comes, who come to me and talk to me like, oh, I'm afraid of uh, choosing a career which my parents don't like, or I, I, I'm, I'm afraid of changing my career, uh, mm. uh, not the one that I study, right? So that time last, um, I, I would say 14 years ago, um, when I decided to uh, declare to my parents that, oh, I'm not, I'm not taking at the job as a teacher. And for one month, my dad didn't talk to me. That's the most suffering thing for me. And I and and after uh, after one month, repeatedly, I was so decided that uh, I I will not do that job. So he gave up and he asked me the question that what would you do? And you don't know. And that time, the the job opportunity is very rare in Myanmar. And I also don't know what I want and what's my passion. But I know for sure is that I am someone who want freedom and who want to reap the, uh, the fruit of my labor. But that won't happen if I chose uh, the teaching career. So I told him that I don't know what to do, but I know myself well that I will thrive in my new career. So he asked for my promise that I will give you five years time and you prove yourself that you are capable. Well, five years is yeah, a very generous yeah. amount of time. I think some parents will probably yeah. only give you one year or one month. Yes, I, I would say so. I mm. would say so because um, five years means that I need to be at, 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 this is the very first time I shared this story, but it's always hard me whenever I say that, but mm. very detailed of the story, I never share it. But the time he asked me like, after five years, you will meet with your peers. That time, either you have a status or you have a money or you have something to show off. I don't want you to be someone who is just a normal person. And do you agree with that, um, that way of measuring success? Oh, uh, that time, I don't know what is the success look like, right? I really want to prove that I make the right decision. Okay. So, yeah. With that drive, I give my very best shot, very best shot, whatever I do. So I became a manager at the age of 24, 24 at, after four years of my career. Wow. Okay. So, so yeah. and then what, so what, what, what did your father say afterwards? He's so proud of myself. And since then, I got my freedom and liberty to do whatever I want in my career and in my life. Nice. Okay. So you started out... Um, studying the usual path um trying to go for the top job and then you decided that that isn't the kind of job that you wanted to do you wanted to pursue something that you feel passionate about right mm. and mm. what really helped you to 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 get what you wanted in that five years because five years is a long time right what what are some mm. of the yeah if you can name just that one thing that really helped you along this whole five years? What, what would it be? I would say I repeatedly share where, uh, wherever I talk or whatever career uh, events I, ha I have. I talk to the young people that which help me most is knowing myself well. I know what I want and I know what I don't want. Okay. And how, how do you help people to find that for, you know, because you meet a lot, all sorts of people and everyone is different, right? How do you help them mm. to find out 
you know, just understand themselves, like what you're saying. How do, how do you help them to know themselves? Because it's a very complex process, right? Yes, yes. I would say that 80% of my clients, not only in Myanmar, but also from different countries, they don't know themselves. People always take it for granted that, oh, I, I, I was born with my soul since my childhood and I know myself well and you don't know me. So what I did is with my coaching um, expertise and with my experience, I help them to discover their uniqueness, their strengths, their weakness. I, I, I won't call it weaknesses. They are they are a dark side. And, and I of course, I have a way of doing it. And I have one assessment that I create myself. And um, whoever want to know um, which career that they should pursue or which career that they should change, I always ask them to go through the assessment. Mm. And whenever we review the assessment and I, I do the coaching for them, most of the people say like, are you an astrologer? How come you know everything about me? You can read your mind. <laughs> Yeah, okay. so I was like, no, 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 um, I, I don't have like that, that um, astrolo- astrolo- astrologer mind, but I'm just coaching you with my coaching expertise and, and just, just seeing your answer. I can tell you what kind of person you are and I know better than yourself, right? So that's how people have discovered their unit next. Even people at the age of 40, right? I have one client who I vividly remember that she found me uh, three years ago, but she went to US and she came back and 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 after that she feel like oh this is the time that I should work with Laura and mm-hmm. I I went through the same assessment with her and after the coaching section she sent me a very kind note saying that oh you know I should have met you three years earlier and now at the age of forty I I know what I want to do and I'm really happy every single day for following that dream. Okay, I just want to zoom in onto that one point um, that your client said, I wish I had met you earlier. Yeah. How can people know that they don't know themselves? You know, um, so that they know that, hmm, I actually don't really know what I want to do. Maybe that's a sign, but I kind of know what I want to do, you know. What's, what's a sure tell sign that they actually don't know themselves and they really have to be honest with themselves, right? Because... We tend to have the ego say, I know myself, right? I, I'm Andrew uh, or you're Laura, you know, who, who, how, yeah. how can I say I don't know myself, right? <laughs> but Yeah, I want to pick up two points that you mentioned. One is mm. ego. We all have our ego and we, mm. we don't want other people tell us that you are wrong. That's the last thing we want, right? So we always protect with our ego that I'm right. Whatever I do is right. So sometimes it makes you... Uh, not being able to see what is your dark side. That's what I learned throughout my career that sometimes you have to put away your ego and you have to listen, right? Another thing is honesty. We are not being honest with ourselves. It again linked with our ego. Mm-hmm. Because so, we are afraid that we're wrong. Right? Yeah. If I have to tell what is a sign, I, I always tell that you have to ask the question yourself that, Whichever decision you make, will you regret after five years, after three years, after five years, or in the long run? If you're not regretting, and if you think that you're doing the right try, you have to pay for the price. Either it is good or bad, right? Every choice comes with both sides, yeah. right? We cannot yeah. say like, oh, I, make a, I made a right try, but still you have to pay the price. Okay. When you mentioned the dark side, what do you mean exactly by that? 
mostly, uh, I would say dark side. Probably, I, I I don't want to call it as a weakness, because um, we we may not know our dark side, which I mean is our weaknesses. We don't know what we are not good at, and and and. And sometimes we think that oh I'm not good at this part, but other people see it differently. So we always have to check in with our uh, not with everyone, but with people who know you very well. Probably your parents, your very close friend, your partner. Um, so they will tell you that you're good at this, you're not good at that, and then you have to combine with your own assessment, and then you will know better. That's a great answer. Um, okay, so we have to be honest with ourselves, and we got to figure out. So let's say somebody comes along and say that, okay, I probably might want to try a coach to help me discover myself. How yeah. would you advise um, people to be a good um, coachy? I guess on from the other side, right? How how can they, yeah, yeah. you know, be a be 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 a good participant in order to make the process really work out right? That's a very good question, and nobody asked me before. <laughs> so the first thing what I have to do is I have to build up the intimacy with my coachee because mm -hmm. they need to they need to open up to me. So the first thing I do is I build a relationship with them. It is very difficult for some people to open their heart, right? And I have a I have some clients who say that can I can you keep these these information confidential? How far can I trust you if I share all those information, right? So I have to make them trust in me first and build a relationship that I'm someone that who they can rely on and their information is safe with me. That's the first thing that I did. And, and the second thing is I request them that if you're not sharing openly to me, you will not get the great result and I will not be able to help you. So the success of the coaching uh, is depend solely on you not on me wow okay and how do you you know build trust how do you you know try to okay so i, I have to trust you and i have to really share mm. with you my real feelings mm. and from mm. from from your point of view how do you ensure that uh, you can connect with that person normally i first do the discovery section since uh during the discovery session i show them the side of me that i always put the best interest of you, there is no hidden agenda. I, as a coach for you, mm. I always see the uh, best interest for you. Mm. And if people see that, oh, she is helping me to get the best out of this coaching section and work the investment, then people will open up and people will trust you in a short period of time. Mm. So all the people that you have coached so far, um, we are, for young people, millennials especially, what is the biggest problem that you well what is the most common problem that you seen uh, millennials struggle with um, um the first thing is they are very influenced by social media their parents their peers so they really don't know what they want mm. yeah so that's the biggest struggle that i have seen in a lot of these day millennials well social media in to, to a certain extent can influence someone to find out what they want what they want because they see that oh I want to be like that person or you know <laughs> uh, I think that really looks really cool but at the same time yeah. why, why do you think it makes people not know what 
they want because you see a lot right uh, without the internet you wouldn't be able to know what's out there mm-hmm. uh, because why I say social media is that uh, yes uh, there are trendy careers and trendy job that they see like oh I feel like I can do this oh I feel like I can also do this right and 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 especially the peer pressure so um, they, they don't go I mean the I mean, the older I am, uh, the better I know that you need to go inside first before you go outside. Uh, right? Yeah, it is yeah. easily be influenced by anyone if you don't go inside and you don't know yourself well. I see. Hmm. Okay. What is one piece of advice that you would give to someone who is struggling with the same uh, parental objections to doing what they, you know, at least... You know, it's very hard, right? If let's say they don't know what they want, but they at least want to go out there yeah. and explore, they mm-hmm. it, it takes a period of time and it, and yeah. it requires parental support as well. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if let's say they really know what they want already, <laughs> without mm-hmm. the parental support, they won't be able to do that. Yeah. Right? So in general, yeah. how do you help people to overcome that uh, parental rejection or at least strike a deal with their father will, yeah, five years' yeah. time? I will give you two scenarios. As I said, right, I'm lucky enough to bond with the parents who gave me that five years and who trust in me. Mm. Um, but if you don't have that kind of supportive parents, what you first thing what you should do is have an open conversation. Because of our Asian culture, we really have an open conversation with our parents, right? If if you you just say like, oh, I want to do this, if your parents reject and you say like, oh, my parents. Um, uh, don't agree with me and you stop there no you have to be persistent if you want it but uh, if you want it so badly they know you are you are for it right most of the time we just show like oh I want to do this and and some some days later you are like going after another thing so they, they cannot trust in you so what you have to show is that you are very persistent and you want to do this thing and you want to go for it and you want to put the bags effort right even if you do that, another scenario that I will give you is that sometimes you need time to prove. I, I won't say proof. Sometimes mm. you need time to go after what you what you want to do, right? Yeah. So some people say like, oh, I know what I want to do and I have two careers that I want to go for. I say like, okay, this career you want to go for it because of money, because you have to support yourself and your family. Then go for it first. And you have to build up the side hustle uh-huh. at the side, right? To support this career. And 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 when you have, this one is coming after this one and you can support enough to yourself or your family, then you can let go of this one. We cannot go two together at the same time. Nothing will come forward. I see. So doing a side hustle probably wouldn't get any parental rejection, right? Because you're just basically doing it after work, right? Your parents won't yeah. say, what are yeah. you doing after work? <laughs> yes, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. That's, a, that's, parent, that's a good way. Because parent itself, they want the best for you. That's why yeah. they, they, they they have more experience. They know better than you. So they are, with their experience, uh, they, they, they just share them that this is not possible. But if you can show them that this is possible, you, you have the best support from them. Thank you, Laura, for sharing with us your thoughts and, and, and the history. So where can people find you um, if they want to get a little more tips, free tips, or, uh, or, or extra help from you? 
Okay, so first thing they can find me, it's on my website, www.laurachointernational.com. And then uh, another place they can find me for international friends, uh, they can find me on LinkedIn at Laura Cho. Yeah, I share tips and tricks also there. If the friends who are listening from Myanmar or um, Myanmar people outside of uh, Myanmar, they can find me on Facebook at Laura Cho Facebook page. Okay, and also listen. I have Instagram <laughs> with the Laura Cho hyphen career coach. Okay. Do, do, do people in Myanmar listen to podcasts? Like... Oh, yes, they do. They do? Okay. Including myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Okay, good. So I yeah. hope that uh, people find you. And Laura, thank you so much for sharing with us your, your experiences thank you. today. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. And I really enjoy our conversation. So take care. Take care.